you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, 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 Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is the great Landon McCool. Wow. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how's it going today, sir? It's going great. I got I got a great thrown in front of my name. It's, a, it's quite I'm a I'm in a good mood. That's yeah, cool. wow, apparently. Uh, it's yeah. good, you know. We uh, we watched a little bit of Senior Bowl this weekend, and uh, you know, as uh, informative as that is compared to the rest of the practice, uh, and it's Super Bowl week, so uh, we get to kind of. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's it's closing him, but uh, you know, it's it's. It's it's that it's still kind of that that period of of you know ending one season and, and starting a new. So yep. uh, pe- teams are in different spots, uh, and some teams are uh, making more moves than others to try to kind of see exactly what their twenty twenty one season is going to look like. You are so good at these segues. So <laughs> uh, late on Saturday night, it was uh, announced that the Lions have traded Matt Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, for a couple first-round picks, another third-round pick, and Jared Goff. Um, and while we could you know, take the whole show to talk about how this impacts both teams, we're not necessarily going to do that. We're going to look at it from a Cowboys perspective. Mm-hmm. And Landon, your first thoughts on this move and how this might impact the Cowboys going forward. Well, it's, it's, it's really you know, complicated, right? Because I think you know, it's... There's a lot of different ways to, to look at it. I think a lot of people would look at it and say, "Well, look at the bounty that uh, that the Lions uh, gave up or, or got from for yep. Stafford, right?" Yep. Like, I, I think uh, so. I think there's going to be uh, some angles for some people that are still trying to trade Dak, who are, are like, "Wow, look at what we could get." But I, I think really what it does is it it kind of reshuffles the uh the quarterback needs situation uh in the draft which i think is going to have a, a trickle effect to the cowboys because when you're picking at 10 and there's four quarterbacks uh that are kind of a consensus to go in the top 10 or at least you think that will go in the top 10 uh any team that has a pick in that top 10 that has you know managed to either either temporarily or permanently figure out their quarterback situation I feel like is news and Detroit has mm-hmm. uh, you know has, has the seventh pick overall and, and I guess the real question for the Cowboys at this point is not so much on the Rams side right I mean that doesn't really affect the Cowboys other than you know when they got to play Los Angeles uh, at some point but I think for the Cowboys it's really just more about do, is Jared Goff Detroit's actual quarterback, right? <laughs> no, like you no. know, like is this? Well, I mean, but I guess obviously not of the future. I, I don't believe that, yeah. but I, I think that there is a question yeah. as to which does this at least temporarily take Detroit out of the quarterback market, 
or are they still buying for the 2021 season <clears throat> at the QB market? Is this just a salary dump, uh, a sort of NBA type trade in order to you know basically pay Los Angeles some extra money and saying, hey, we'll eat that that Jared Goff contract for you if you throw in an extra first round pick. Uh, I, I, if it's that, and the, the Lions are still in the uh, the quarterback market, mm-hmm. uh, this could be interesting. This could get, this could get real interesting because now suddenly, you know, they've got uh, uh, some some firepower to kind mm-hmm. of move around a little bit, and and, and it, 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 at the very least, it should be interesting to trickle down exactly you know how uh, all the quarterbacks lay out in the top ten pick, and then beyond that too. I think uh, the quarterback carousel of uh, and free agency. Uh, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. And I think that also has a direct effect on what's going to happen in the top 10 picks. So I think all of these things have a lot of effect on the Cowboys draft pick. Uh, I think it's kind of difficult to kind of succinctly point out exactly what it is because it could be a wide variety of things that could happen. Yeah. So I've got a bunch of things that I want to run through really quickly with you, Landon, because I feel like they're all important to note with this trade. So first and foremost, Albert Breer wrote an interesting story this morning about all the teams that offered picks and Mm. were interested in the quarterbacks. And that tells us a lot of information itself. The first one is Carolina. They offered the number eight pick and change for Stafford. We knew that Carolina was going to be interested in a quarterback. So that's not all that surprising. What is surprising, though, Landon, is I I think a lot of people believe the Rams first round picks are going to be later in the draft. I'm wondering if Detroit either doesn't like this draft, and that's why they didn't want the eighth pick, or if they're valuing, and maybe this is across the NFL, teams are going to value 2022 and 2023 first-round picks more than a 2021 pick because of no combine, because of a lot of players opting out, because of it being a COVID offseason where you're not probably going to be able to meet with these guys face-to-face. Do you think that had something to do with it as well? I mean, it has to weigh in, right? Like, I, I mean, I think that you know, for what we understand based on reporting, it, the, the, the Rams were blown away by the Detroit deal, and 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 I think you know, part of that is what we discussed before that they were willing to take, willing to take golf, uh, and willing to eat that contract for them and, and kind of you know pay off that money and just kind of take on that contract in a like mm-hmm. I said a salary type, uh, uh, salary trade. Uh, but I, I do think that there is something else there too. I do think that there is something that said, "Hey, beyond just getting picks for this year, we, you know, uh, we have, we value the next year's pick uh, more than this because, you know, it's it's like, I understand the idea is you want to take as many shots as you, as you want, like just to you know to try to hit a target, but you know." This year's shot is like trying to sh- you know hit a target blindfolded. Yeah, it it's, really is. It's it really, really, is. really difficult. And 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 I think I would much rather have my shots uh, uh, without the blindfold, even if they're a little bit further away. I, I just think mm-hmm. you know, like I think that's where it is. Is that yeah, that's that's hard to project out how va- the value of that pick. But I know that at, at 2022 and 2023, I'm going to have more information on the pick I'm taking. So I think that that alone make you know mm-hmm. you know normally we talk about how next year's pick are are like val- usually valued at around lower than the current draft right so or, 20- yeah at least a half around at least, or at least a half, a half around. around right like so so like a 2021 pick is valued at half around or around higher normally than a 2022 pick 
I think this year they're dead even, if not, you know, maybe even a little bit more value for next year because of all the COVID stuff, because mm-hmm. of the lack of combine, because of the lack of information, because of the 2020 season being a giant mess in college football. I, I think all of that makes teams that are a little bit more uh, conservative, I guess, or a little bit safer with their draft picks. I think it's going to make them a little bit more hesitant to want to use draft capital here with a lot of unknown when they can just as easily kind of flip it around and turn it into picks for next year that might be a little bit more fruitful on the long in the long run for them and just a couple other things because carolina offered eight you got to believe again they're in the quarterback market and because detroit has the seventh pick it feels like that seventh pick is going to get a lot of trade action, right? That's the that's the spot the teams are going to cut, going to come up and try to get to, in order to beat out the Panthers for maybe a Trey Lance or maybe even a Mac Jones, who the the Panthers worked with at the Senior Bowl. Washington offered a first round pick. Denver offered a player swap. The 49ers called. So I mean, Detroit lot... Detroit may still use it. Like that's what I think. They is could. That it's they sure it's could. certainly still possible that Detroit uses it on a quarterback. You know, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, it's it it kind of. If anything, uh, this whole uh, situation has what it's really done is revealed the players. Like we yes. kind of had has you kind of had thoughts. Okay, Carolina's probably involved in the quarterback market. Now Detroit, we know which guys are going after. Yeah, Detroit yeah. is probably involved in the quarterback market. Denver is probably involved in the quarterback market. Now we know for sure that all three of those have inklings on at least needing to change their quarterback situation. D- Detroit's may or may not be solved for next year. Who, who knows? Uh, but I, I, you know, I certainly am not ruling them out of of being in the market. But I think what we found out is that there is a pretty seriously healthy market right now for quarterbacks. Yeah, we saw a report this morning from Josie and Anderson where the uh, the Washington football team they're offering a first round pick plus things to get a uh, a veteran quarterback. So I mean, I don't even know which guys are potentially out there for a first round pick. Maybe Derek Carr and somebody like that, but. There is going to be a ton of turnover at the quarterback position. And for a team like the Cowboys sitting at 10, if a Trey Lance or a Mac Jones are there and somebody's interested in coming up and get getting one of those guys. Maybe, yeah, and maybe they're trying to jump the 49ers or the Vikings who you know could potentially be in the quarterback market. Uh, that would all be great news for the Cowboys. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about Mock Draft Monday. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about TurboTax. You are one of a kind and so are your taxes. That is why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income came from freelancing jobs, or maybe you just want to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live Tax Experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind, uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. All right, Landon, uh, we always get a bunch of mock drafts out on Monday. Today we are talking about Pro Football Focus's latest mock draft, uh, and it's one. It's a player that we've actually talked about a lot on this show. Uh, it's Rashawn Slater being mocked to the Cowboys. We don't have to talk about the player itself, but re- the, the more so playing the draft because 
as I was watching the Senior Bowl practice uh, last week, I was really thinking about what's the best combination for the Cowboys in the first two and three rounds. We've seen them do this before with draft sequencing, trying to find out the best way in which the draft will line up with their needs. Uh, the best example is in 2017 where the Cowboys took a defensive end in the first round and then went corner in the second and third rounds. Do you think that taking an offensive tackle at 10 and then going defensive back in the second round is the best sequencing, or do you think there's another way that may be more optimal? You know, I don't know if – I think it's tough to say best, you know, at this point because I think it's tough to kind of power rank them. But I think what I will say is that I think it's probably equally as fruitful. Right. And I think that that's the thing is that when we first started looking at the the draft overall, especially the first round, started kind of getting the lay of the land on the uh, uh, the you know, the spots that have value and, and the spots that are a little bit, you know, shallower than than the normal mm-hmm. seasons I, I think ultimately right away we were like, OK, well, it, we're at 10. Once we once we determined that we were at 10, we're at 10. Uh, and at 10, you know, I feel good about taking a cornerback because Sertan sure, will probably sure. be there. Farley will probably be there. And worse comes to worse, like, you know, uh, uh, a Jay Horn. You know, there's so, still some other guys who are probably mid first round talents who, uh, you know, J.C. Horn, like, you know, a couple other guys like that, that you, you feel uh, if you took them, you know, it's it's. It's not. It's it's a good fit for what you need and sure. value there, right? It's, it's fine value. Yeah. Yeah. I think tackle is starting to get like that as well, right? Because you know you look yeah. at the guys that that you have uh, uh, available to you, and 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 I'm not a fan as much of Darisaw as as others are, but I think he's in that conversation of in that area, right? Now, that feels like a reach at ten. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, I think you know, does it feel like any more of a reach than J.C. Horn? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I guess no. my point is is that. You're getting – you've got three guys in that 10th pick at cornerback that – you know two that you like and one you're like, eh, that's a little bit of a reach. Sure. I think you have the same thing at tackle, right? You've got uh, Pui Sanel. You've got Rashawn Slater, both of whom, you know, value-wise, sure, sign me up at 10 for those guys. And then you've got uh, Christian Derisaw, who is the you know, kind of a third – eh, I don't know if I feel comfortable with it, but, you know, he could take. The, sure. the point being that – I think that those positions now are sort of interchangeable uh, now that you've seen some of the second round talent, the second day talent at offensive tackle that, okay, both of those spots, you feel pretty good at taking a corner at, at, at 10 or a, cor- a defensive back at, at, at in the second round uh, and an offensive tackle at the other side of it, whether it's tackle at 10 defensive back in the second round or tack, uh defensive back at 10 and then tackle at, at, at in the second round. I think, that's where you know the the sort of second round class or the you know second day class of tackles has get, has taken you now right is that you feel uh, uh, look is, does a Sam Cosme fall to, you know to you yeah. in the second or round? Does, uh, an the, Alex Leatherwood yeah somebody Alex like Leatherwood that. some of these guys you know there's 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 picks if you want an offensive tackle uh, at forty four there's there's certainly uh, going to be the opportunity for guys to. Uh, uh, you know that that you may may not have felt so great about before, uh, but I think there's going to be a lot of talent uh, that uh, either a lot of depth, at specifically the tackle position, at that second pick if you decide to go defensive back early. Who Radun Radun's from? Radun's uh, there. I mean, t- Tevin Jenkins <laughs> from Oklahoma State, yeah. a guy that's. Well, that's... I, I'll, I'll be honest, Lane. The reason I bring this up for you is because 
I was watching the Senior Bowl game yesterday, and I was watching our guy Efedi Melifonwu, the cornerback mm-hmm. from Syracuse, and I'm like, is there a is there a full round difference between him and Sertan? Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, I really like Melifon. He was really good during the entire week of practice. So I'm thinking, okay, if I can get Rashawn Slater at 10 and get my future left tackle, and I can get a corner that I like quite a bit, who you know I compare with Diggs, maybe that's a better combination than going Caleb Farley or Sertan in the first round. And then I don't know who in the second round, whether it's an offensive tackle, whether it's a safety, whether it's a linebacker. I, I'm not sure, but I just... I feel like these are the kind of conversations, or actually I, I know these are the kind of conversations the Cowboys are going to have in their war room because this is what's important with the draft is finding the best way to, to sequence your draft uh, and to bring in the talent. So if you had a preference right now, what's your favorite sequencing? It doesn't have to be player for player, but position, is there a certain way that you like the way that this might fall? I, I think that I would prefer to get a very solid cornerback talent uh, and see if we can, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's tough. Like I, I think my decision really is, is going to be more informed about the state of, of Tyron Smith and Lael Collins, you know, like I, I th- and maybe it shouldn't be, but no, but it probably uh, will be though. Yeah, right. But, but because I mean, if like, those guys are healthy, you don't need a tackle. Yeah. Or at least you don't need to take him a 10, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You could at least kick the, kick the can down a little bit. I mean, I understand that these guys have been beat up and, 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 you know, it's for Tyron, you know, he's the oldest 30 year old in football, but I, I think that it's possible that, you know, he could come back and play uh, another year at, at a solid level. I think you could probably get by with, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a solid OT three, whether that's a, a free agent or not. And, mm. and, and, and maybe even what you do is you draft a guy in the third round as a developmental guy, you know, maybe you kick the, the tackle can a little bit further down the road. You get a, a guy who's a, a, a traits guy. Uh, and start, what'd yep. you say? James Hudson from maybe Cincinnati. yeah, like from Cincinnati, yeah. yeah. Uh, you just you get a guy like that, you get him in here and, and just kind of work on him until he's ready, and then you know you've got a plan in place. By the time it's time to make that change, I I think you know in a world where the Cowboys play their best football twenty twenty one, I think uh, Tyron Smith comes back, uh, and uh, you draft defensive backs in the first and second round. Uh, that can make an impact on your team, you know, immediately. So I, I don't, but I don't know if that's ultimately, you know, yeah. the way it falls. So, so what you're telling me is your favorite combination would be like Patrick Sertan and Richie Grant, one two. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's me. fine, and that that, that, that might be the that might be the best combination. And I, I mean, again, you're getting a guy that's really solid in Sertan and potentially uh, a day one starting safety in Richie Grant. I, I just think it's. This is my the, the best part of the draft for me is trying to figure out the best way to, to game the system to get as many high-quality starters, uh, day one starters as possible. So uh, that is a lot of fun. Uh, let's take one more quick break, and we'll finish up talking about the Senior Bowl. Just wanted to take one more quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. We've got the Super Bowl coming up. We've got basketball. We've got UFC. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust with our bets, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I also want to tell you about our old friends at Built Bar. You guys know about Built Bar. It's the best protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. You guys know that I have one every single day, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get $10 off your first box. Again, that is BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, uh, we spent all last week talking about the measurements at the Senior Bowl, the practices. The game was on Saturday. It's easily the least important thing that happens during the entire week. Uh, but there were a couple notable players in that game that I thought played well. Uh, one, including uh, a, another cornerback that I really like, Keith Taylor from Washington. A really long corner, 6'2", 191, 31-inch uh, arms. Uh, played pretty well in the game. Just another day two cornerback option for the Cowboys if they decide to go elsewhere in the first round. Uh, any other guys stick out for you in the game? You know, I mean, it's a lot of the same guys who you saw appearing at practice. Um, I, I thought that uh, Mac Jones looked decent at times. I mean, I think he's, I think he's just a better, a little bit better prospect than I expected him yep. to be. I, I just assumed he was a good college player, but not nearly a good prospect. But he might be a little bit better along those lines. Um, I, I feel like I saw Shy uh, Smith. Is that Shy? Yeah, Shy Smith had a, Shy Smith a nice had a lot senior of bowl. targets, man. Like yeah. it, it just still, uh, it, it just it felt like he was getting a whole bunch of looks his way, and, and it felt yep. like was it Mac Jones? I guess it was really seemed comfortable uh, with him. I think it was Kellen Mond. I it was Kellen Mond. Yeah, yeah, it was Mond that was throw, constantly like targeting him yeah. constantly. Um, you mentioned uh, Melifonu. I saw him with a couple of nice reps. Uh, I thought uh, Osa Odigizua. Uh, yeah, he had a nice day. He had to mix it, mix it up a little bit. Um, uh, Amari Rogers was okay, the wide receiver yeah, from Clemson. But yeah, no surprise there. I mean, that guy's uh, been showing up for years uh, as a as a talented wide receiver. It'll be interesting to see what his role is like in the in the NFL. Uh, who's the UCLA kid that was the the running back that had converted? Oh, Felton. Felton. Yeah, yep. he, I felt like he he kind of showed you a little yep. bit of uh, what what he can do. Um, I mean, again, the game, it, it really doesn't matter. KJ Britt. Oh, let's talk about KJ Britt. I, Good. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm obviously a little bit biased uh, being an <laughs> Auburn fan, but I, you know, I, you watch guys like him, you know, Auburn has guys like him come out all the time. So it's kind of difficult to kind of parse who is better than others. But I think he has really had a, strong end of his uh of a senior year and then mm-hmm. a really good senior bowl uh and he's he's someone that i think should be in consideration as one of those kind of run and hit linebackers probably he's a mid-round guy i would say maybe a little yeah. bit later so uh, baron uh, browning is interesting yeah. but <laughs> this is difficult because i think he's a really good sam linebacker in the nfl yeah yeah where do you value a sam linebacker like where do you take that player in the draft because for me that's not Probably not a top three round player, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No, um, but he's a good player. That's that's yeah. the frustrating thing is like I, I can it's... see in certain roles he's going to be really effective, but for a team that's going to be in nickel all the time, I, I'm not sure you can draft him in the top 100. Yeah, the the kid from USC, the the, the defensive tackle, also sure. uh, showed up as well. I can't remember what his name is, but yeah, the guy that we were talking about all week. 
I, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, it's it's not a big surprise, but it seems like a lot of the same people that were making plays mm-hmm. in practice, you know, were the guys who can't end up making plays in the game too. Yeah, absolutely. Creed Humphrey, maybe my favorite player at the, yeah. the Senior Bowl, the center from Oklahoma. Really good. I thought he was fantastic in the game. Uh, Jabril Cox made some yep. really good plays in coverage as well. Not surprising at all. But uh, Senior Bowl, it was, a, it was a success. I'm glad that we had it. We got a, a lot of good information. Uh, we got to see Richie Grant play and yeah. be a star. So that was and, uh, and probably... Real Go quick, ahead. big kudos to Jim Nance and and, yeah. and the scene in the Reese's Jim group. Nagy, Jim, Jim Nance Nagy. too. I mean, we like Jim, Jim. Nance. Well, big, 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 uh, big, big uh, to Jim Nance too. I, I really like his calls. Uh, no, big, big ups to Jim Nagy. You know, did a, a fantastic job. Sorry, Jim, messed up your name, but uh, you did a fantastic job organizing. This was an impossible task. I mean, oh, frankly, yeah. they already they've already canceled the, the combine. Uh, so big ups to them for 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 starting way ahead, recognizing early that this was going to be a thing uh, and doing what was necessary to yes. organize it in a way that you know look let's look at it from this sense this is the only he provided these kids the only opportunity they're really going to have to show out for nfl talent yes. and uh and that yep. should be that should be commended that was a really great job by jim Nagy. and I'll, I'll definitely get your name right uh the next time i say it jim sorry <laughs> yeah it, it was it's going to be critical to our draft evaluations because again there was a lot of guys who uh, didn't play or played shortened seasons. So to be able to see them practice and play in the game on Saturday is huge. And I would not be surprised if we see a record number of senior bowl guys drafted in the top 100, just because we've seen them and we've got accurate numbers and accurate measurements on them. So a really important week for scouts and for NFL teams and a really important week for us as well. Cause we love the senior bowl. Yep. Uh, so th- yeah. So thank you guys all week for listening to our coverage on that. Uh, we will continue to prepare for the NFL draft over the next three months. We've got free agency stuff coming up. Uh, we've got some quarterback carousel things happening over the next couple months as well. Uh, so make sure you guys are downloading, subscribing to the locked on Cowboys podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.